should go to Denison. Class is back in session, but before we take attendance, this is Denison Declassified's latest installment, Office Hours. As always, I'm your humble host, Rachel, an art history and environmental studies senior with a passion for public radio and college antics. If you're tuning in for the first time, be sure to go back and check out our earlier episodes so you can know the lingo and get a sense of the school so far. This time, we're giving a glimpse into the student-faculty dynamic at Denison. It's a star-studded show today, but first, we're going to do a little roll call with my student guests who call themselves at home on the Hill. Welcome, y'all, and introduce yourselves. Hi, I'm Josh. Um, I'm a senior at Denison, and I'm from Boston, born and raised. Um, things I do on campus, I worked for the, I was a part of the Denisonian, which is the school newspaper, for most of my time here. Um, and I also teach cycling classes. Um, I'm really into fitness. Um, so yeah. Hi guys, my name is Tracy Miller. I'm from Scienceville, Indiana, and I'm double majoring in Spanish and Sociology Anthropology. Um, I work in admissions as a senior interviewer. I also do Big Brothers Big Sisters. I work for the dining hall, and I also am a Spanish teaching assistant. If you haven't picked up on it yet, Denison is very proud of its student-professor relationships, and it's something all students can speak to. But now, we're not just talking about the numbers, like our 9-to-1 student-faculty ratio and the average class size of 19. Instead, we're going to share some of our favorite faculty stories, because hey, professors are people too. Right now, though, Josh and Josie, can you guys give an introduction to the student-teacher dynamic at Denison? I think that the relationships that you form with your professors is something that I really, really value at Denison. Um, Specifically, like first year, you are given a mentor for your Juno, for your June orientation, and that is where I found um, my mentor who still um, helps me with everything that I need for classes, for career advice, and also research. Yeah, I would just honestly say like my connections with teachers here has been a surprising one because like in high school, like just I just came from a different environment where like I didn't really have a lot of teacher mentors or people who are rooting for me. So like coming here, like people are literally rooting for me. And I like I don't want to speak on other people's experience here, but like just in like the policy department, the black studies department, like those departments that I'm really like well involved in. They all want me to thrive, um, and that was not an experience I had before coming um, to Denison. So it was really weird for me to like see all these teachers like, oh, I want to write you a recommendation. I want to do these things for you, and like having lunch or having breakfast with the teacher. Like Josie and I actually went out with um, one of our Spanish professors um, last semester. We TA for her, and she brought us out to eat at Granville Inn. Like that's like the type of connections that we have with professors here, and it was just something out of the norm for me. But coming here, I've gotten used to it. Yeah, I think that something you touched on that's really important is how it's different from high school. Because I think in high school, like, your teachers are kind of just your teachers. You maybe have them for a year, maybe two. And, like, they're really great. They support you a lot of times. I came from a really close high school. But I feel like when you're in college, you get to know them as, like, friends or peers and they look at you like almost as like a co-academic that's the conversations I've had with some of my professors who like have seen me through intro classes all the way up to the senior level research that I'm doing now and I feel like they've watched me blossom into a young professional or academic something cheesy like that um and yeah you just like get to know them a lot better I think I would like totally um agree with you on that like coming from high school and having really close um, relationships with those teachers is really important then, but coming to college, I think that it goes beyond just the classwork. They wanna see you succeed outside of the classroom too, because not only are you their student, but you're also their like advisee. Yeah. 
And when you first get to campus, it can be a bit intimidating to break the ice and start getting to know professors. To me, they were all these incredibly brilliant people who held the fate of my future like and my transcript in their hands. So is it as easy as just walking into their office hours or what tips and tricks do you guys have fi- like for finding a friend and a faculty member? It is as easy as that. I will be honest and say you sometimes have to reach out and extend for that faculty relationship. Not all of them will, you know, like come to like your saving grace, but that's college. Um, You're gonna have to get used to it. Teachers aren't gonna know whether you need help with something. They're not gonna wanna know if you want to, you know, have a deeper bond with them. Like some teachers just don't know or like, you know, like what you want out of their class. So rarely like taking that initiative, going to their office hours, um, seeing them on the A quad and reaching out and saying hi, let's grab lunch. Like a teacher is not going to say no like to you for grabbing lunch. Like mm-hmm. if they see that, they love that. Like they want to have like good relationships with students on campus. I've literally had professors come up to me and be like, Oh, like I love having like a great bond with you, Josh. Like I don't know, like I just felt like I never could. Like I don't really. I want to know more about like campus life. Like I feel like I just you know work and then go home. Like I don't really know like what happens in the dorms after mm-hmm. hours and stuff. Yeah, and like you know, so like they they generally do want to know, but just like kind of having to take initiative in a way because they also like have a lot on their plate too, and um, yeah. Yeah, I definitely think, like, you can't assume that they're going to reach out to you first. You definitely have to go into their office and be like, I need help. And then from there, they'll guide you through everything. Like, even when my professor was on sabbatical, I emailed her and asked her to meet in person. And from there, we, like, started to brainstorm research ideas. And then we actually ended up doing research in Spain this past summer. So if I had never emailed her, that never would have happened. Yeah. I think that it is all about taking that initiative. So whether it's going to office hours or asking them about like getting a job in the department, um, reaching out for help when you need it, it can be as easy as an email or, you know, just raising your hand in class. I think a big one is asking your professors about their research. Um, A lot of them are doing super cool stuff and, you know, getting to know them even outside of teaching. I know I bonded with my advisor when we both realized that we were like huge cat people. And that was kind of the foundation of our relationship for a while. (laughs) Um, okay, well then, I know in the art history department, there are only three professors, so I've gotten to know them all pretty well over the course of my last few years, and this has led to great relationships and maybe some even better stories. So do you guys have any quirky antics you've seen from professors that never fail to make you smile? I think that um, in the anthropology department, we have a research seminar, so there's only eight students and one professor, and I think that we get to see a side of him that normally wouldn't see in an intro class so I wouldn't say necessarily like I have a funny antic story but he's definitely like always there even at the games like cheering us on going to um any event to support us um and I even met his daughter the other night it's just going beyond the classroom and actually like getting to know him and his family it's pretty cool that is like so sweet like just like to hear like that and like talk like that's like really true like sometimes you're like in, you know like you're gonna have those classes i'm not gonna sit here and like like beat around the bush you are gonna have those classes where you're not gonna have a deep connection with your professor and that's totally okay like you're that's fine it's not a big deal um you can't be best buddies with everyone but like to know like i know like in my intro classes it was kind of hard to you know like have that deep connection with that professor but then like i took another class with that professor and then we ended up going to two like a 200 level class 300 level class and then you actually they start to you start to connect with them more because those classes are usually tend to be smaller um and you're more invested 
interested and like you just like you know you get to know them better you just like get more comfortable exactly being uncomfortable and like sharing your insecurities like your fears your worries and that just like brings you closer yeah i know that um dr sandin in the art history department like for a while he was just this super smart person to me i never thought he did anything outside of the classroom like i was like when do they have time to they're probably busy grading our papers whatever he started posting pictures and like selfies of himself fishing around granville and around campus on notebook i'm screaming and he was like this is what i'm doing instead of grading your papers and that never failed to make me smile wait i want to be friends with him exactly when the the thing was, you know, we would come into class the next week and be like, so how was your fishing trip? And he would talk to us about it for five minutes. Maybe it was just us like trying to stall the lecture a little bit, but it's also, you know, helping us get to know him. So I know people would go up to him after class and like ask about fishing. I'm not a big fisher, but still it like helps me kind of get to know him a little bit better, which I thought was fun. No, definitely. And like, I like, like just like being like certain professors like have like babysat their kids before you like you know like walked their dogs like you really just it's just like like really like i think a beautiful thing it might sound like corny but like to like you know like they're people too they're not just <laughs> robots who are here i'm gonna grade you and teach you all this stuff like they literally have a life too mm-hmm. like they there's more to their life than teaching us yeah. mm-hmm. and a lot of what we're saying is teachers and professors but i feel like the like denison connection is not just limited to faculty no it's totally also like agreed. lynn and curtis never fails to like brighten my day also, i Catherine love and curtis Oh my god, wait, what happened to Kat? Like, is she still here? Yeah, I don't she's... see her. <laughs> she is my boss. Catherine is the she's best a... boss I've ever wait, had. I don't see her much anymore. Oh <laughs> I just saw her today. Uh, she's a queen. She yeah. always comes up to me. She's like, did you enjoy your food? Like, she li- like, one time, I didn't enjoy my food, and she literally went and like was like, okay, you need to make him a new plate. <laughs> and I sat there while they made me a new plate. We're yeah. on the I love you basis now. She loves us. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing. It's, you know, I never thought I would be being like, I, lo- I love my professors. I do. This but, is not a weird way, but, you know, they're great. No, seriously. And I know I just, it was just so different for me, like, coming here and, like, just having that, like, connection and that bond. And, like, prefer- I, I just, like, literally ran into a professor, like, at IGA the other day. IGA is, like, our, gr- the gr- like grocery, our grocery store. Grocery store in Granville. And... She literally was like, oh, my God, like, are you, like, what are you doing after grad, like, after college? Like, do you need me to write you a letter of recommendation? Like, do you need me to, like, mm-hmm. like, she just wanted to help me. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no, it's fine. Like, I'm, like, applying to law school. Like, da, da, da. like she literally, like, was, like, willing to do all of this. Um, and that's just, like, it's describes so it perfectly. Mm-hmm. It's, it's so, yeah. Something that. I feel like has happened or almost happened a few times is did you ever have that moment in elementary school where you almost called your teacher like mom or dad yep is there a professor on campus or a faculty member someone on the staff that like you feel like you might accidentally let that slip I can think of three names in my head right now yeah are you thinking Dosi? Dosi's such a mom Dosi's such a mom. Dosi's real. Dosi was what real. department? Spanish. Um, Spanish. Yeah. She's my Juno advisee. Now we, um, Josh and I are her TAs. Yes. There you we go. Research in Spain. <laughs> All time fave. Dr. King in the Black Studies Department oh is my also gosh. like a mom. She's like a cool mom though, cause she like she'll tell you how it is. She'll also make you like, feel like you're the most special person. Yes. In the world. Yeah. She just has ways of words. She'll literally sit there for like you have a meeting with her for like 
a paper. She'll sit there and talk to you about how your writing's amazing for 20 <laughs> minutes. She's like, you just do this so well, and you leave, and you're like, wow. Mm-hmm. I I'm met honestly her one amazing. time, and for 30 minutes, we chatted about everything. And I was like, she probably made you feel. You... She probably made you feel like you are the most important person in the world. She did. Yeah. Yep. That's the thing that, like, I can also say I've related to. You know, I didn't think I was a good writer until I got to college, and I didn't think I was a good writer until Joyce Sperling in the art history department said I was. I turned in a piece of writing for her. I wasn't feeling good about it. And she called me into her office. Of course, I was sitting there shaking, thinking that like I just failed this. I'm like gonna get kicked out of the school, whatever. And she sits me down and is like, "You are a good writer." you are a great writer. You are an amazing writer. And it's just like that little bit of affirmation like has resonated with me throughout my entire time. And now, like I said, she's my one really quirky advisor that I love and adore. So it really sticks with you. And then I guess, has there been like a piece of advice that maybe has stuck with you from an advisor? I think that... You already won. (laughs) (laughs) Literally, my... I'm doing research right now with... um, my black studies. He's not my advisor, but um, his name's Dr. Terrence Dean. Um, amazing guy, like film. He like works for MTV, and he's worked with like a awesome like black like um, artists like Spike Lee or the Wayne Brothers. Um, and he literally like best advice. Like I was super stressed about like getting into like schools post grad and just like my grades and everything. He literally looks at me. He's like, I don't work. I only work with winners, and he literally goes, every time you're feeling down on yourself, just tell you yourself, you already won. And, like, you literally, like, everything I go into, I, I just say to myself now, like, I've already won. And it's, like, literally just worked. So, like, it sounds so corny, but, like, just having that attitude, like, I've already won, and I'm a winner, just, like, has gotten me through. And I wish, like, he, like, was here my freshman year, because I would have, like, taken that with me further. But, like, Yeah. I'm, like, tearing up. Um, So I was going to say, so now that you know how to find friends in the faculty and we've told some of our professor stories, you know, we're getting into the mushy-gushy stuff. And I know I make a lot of jokes on the podcast, but I'm serious about how much our faculty means to us at Denison. So you can cue the cheesy alls. But is there other advice or anything that you would, like, want to pass along to prospective students when it comes to finding faculty advisors? Honestly, my first faculty advisor was just the person I got from my advising circle. Mm -hmm. Chill. He was so cool. In the communication department, never took communication class in my life. Eventually, I got a new advisor after I solidified my major and my minors. But be open. Like, you don't have to freak out just because you have, like, a bio advisor or something. If you really want to switch, that's totally fine. You'll get into the nitty-gritty once you get to Denison. But, like, it's just be open to having that advisor. I know some people who are literally, like, a pre-med major, but they have an advisor in the English department because that's who they started out with. Like, you know, got randomly assigned to an advisor. And that advisor might not know how to, like, advise them for pre-med, but they, they'll have a secondary advisor or a secondary professor to go to for a pre-med. But they just like to meet with their English advisor because, like, they just love having good conversations with them, you know? So I say come with the open mind. Um, your advisor is not going to make it or break it. Oh my God, I have a bio advisor, but I'm English. I'm going to fail. Like it has nothing to do with academic performance, nothing to do with forming bonds, nothing to do with friendships. It's just another person who's been here who can help you. Um, so yeah, just come with an open mind and like be chill about it. Yeah. I would say definitely take advantage of the first year advising circles because when you sign up for one, you can choose an interest that you have. And then from there you'll meet different people 
who have those same interests and those professors can guide you to the people that they think you might connect with. Yeah. I know that like something that I wish I'd kind of figured out sooner is that you just need to like be real with your professors, be honest with them. Um, I think that that kind of was solidified when I was in a yoga class this past semester with Michael Morris and they refused to take sick notes because they were like, you shouldn't have to prove to me that you're sick. And that meant a lot because that was something I'd never seen in high school before. And that's where I was like, okay, well then like I need to actually be sick if I'm not going to come to class because that's, you know, just how much like we value that time and their time and they expect you to be there, but they also understand. So being real with them, like with kind of what's going on, what you need from them and they'll do the exact same thing. Yeah, I think like being vulnerable will definitely help you as you go through your journey at Denison. Because if you're in a class and you're struggling, if you just tell them like straight up, like this is not working for me, they're going to find a different way to make it work. Exactly. But, you know, before I get all worked up, I want to give a big thank you to our guests and another thank you to all the faculty and staff who really make the Denison difference. And once again, I'm your humble host for Camp Denny Do's premier podcast. Be sure to tune in next time for more tips and tricks from Denison Declassified, your ultimate college survival guide. If ever you decide you should go to Denison.